guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is the refiner. Refining. Woo, guys, that means getting uncomfortable. That means being purified. That means affliction. And I don't know about you guys, but who like welcomes, like, hey, I want to be put in the fire. I want to be purified. I want to truthfully be made whole, but technically, nobody wants suffering. Nobody wants affliction. Nobody wants to be in the uncomfortableness that life brings us at times. Scripture says, and I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refined silver and test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people and they will say, the Lord is my God. Okay, guys, so I have been reading a lot through scripture, and there's quite a couple people in the Bible. David um, was one of them, where when they were going through affliction, and when they were being purified, and when things seemed so tough, been reading a lot about what they did. And a lot of times what they do when things are like that in scripture is they go to God in a lament prayer. And when they do this, it's like they are, they know what they're going through. They speak about what they are going through, but they also rejoice and praise God in the affliction, in the pain, in the fire. How do we do that? That's so hard. I can think about times in my own life where I've been so uncomfortable, and the last thing I've wanted to do is go to God and just praise Him. Instead, I complain. And I'm like, why, God? Why am I here? What are you doing? I don't want to do this. And instead of believing that where I'm in and at that moment, God is truly refining me and making me new. It's just like that song that... One of my favorite, favorite, favorite songs. And when my grandma was passing away, I would have it on repeat. And it's, God, you are making new wine out of us. I love that song. It's so good. But in that refining process, it's so hard. It is. And I mean, when someone comes up to you and they're like, just pray. Just know that better things yeah. are coming. Just know that God is still good. Just know that God is able. It's like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, you want me to believe these things or hear these things or act on these things. And you tell me just to pray when I'm in the midst of a storm, when I'm in the midst of that furnace and the fire is hot and I don't really know what tomorrow holds. And truthfully, it does sound silly, but yeah. it's what scripture tells us. And so I know in my own life with a lot of the trials I face and the things I've gone through, just thinking about how hard they were yeah. and how painful it was and how the heat was intensified and how you do feel like you're close to being burned. And in life, we feel like we're burnt, like we're burnt out. Yeah. And, you know, nobody enjoys it. And, and you know, we are to take suffering, taking suffering just as Jesus did and suffered on the cross. And I think for me, that's the thing I have to remind myself of is that Jesus suffered a painful death. Yeah. He sacrificed himself for us to have life eternally if we mm-hmm. choose to do so. And so I have to remind myself often of like, well, this isn't fair, or this is painful, or why me, or mm-hmm. why do the good people go through this, but the bad people seem to be living a good life out of pain. And I have to remind myself and get myself back on track by saying, Susan, it's not about why me, or why not them, or why is this so hard? What it's about is like, 
why why did Jesus have to go through that? Well, he went through that for me and yeah. for you. And was it fair? No, but he did it anyway. And God sent his only son to do that for us. And that's huge. So just a reminder, if you're in the midst of something or you're in pain or you're in the middle of a trial and you don't know what that looks like, remind yourself of what Jesus went through. And I know it's easier said than done, but I think truly when you're in the midst of those things and you're thinking about why all the whys and hows, I think it's just so important that we remember like it wasn't fair that Jesus had to do this for us. Yeah. And it's not about life being fair, but truly like I just have to bring myself back to that place. I think it humbles us when we're like, we're not meant to just go through life and everything just be great because truly that teaches us nothing. And what faith would we have in God if everything was just good? We wouldn't need God. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's think of a story or maybe not even a story. Let's just talk about this. Um, If you put on something, a piece of clothing and you're like, this is super uncomfortable. Like, I do not want to wear this. These pants are too tight or I don't feel good in this or I'm just uncomfortable. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll switch to a pair of leggings or a sweatpants or I'll wear baggy jeans, something. And when you don't like, I mean, when you feel uncomfortable, even in your clothes, like you can relate that to being uncomfortable in like a situation. Like, what do you do when you're uncomfortable in your clothes? You change, you do something different. You put something different on. You find what is makes you comfortable in that moment. Well, truly, that's what God is supposed to do for us. When we feel uncomfortable in situations, when we are in the refinement and it's it, it feels like we're in the fire of life and God is refining us, we're being purified by that. It's supposed to be uncomfortable, but what do we do? We go for to the comforter. Mm-hmm. So those times aren't supposed to, they're not supposed to feel good. They're not going to feel good. But we know what we can do is go to the comforter. Yeah, that's good. He is our comfort. And a lot of times I think we forget that because we're so busy. And I think I talk about this a lot, but we're so busy trying to just make things better on our own that we forget to go to the one who does give us that comfort and that assurance that everything will be okay, but that he's also there with us. We're not alone. Um, and Proverbs 17.3 says, Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. It takes intense heat to purify gold and silver, yeah. as we had already mentioned. And in our own lives, that's what it takes for God to be able to purify us, as you said. Um, and when you look up um, refinement or refining, it says to remove, remove impurities or unwanted elements from a substance, typically as part of an industrial process. But spiritually, biblically, when you look it up, it says to become pure or perfected. Um, I mean, obviously, we'll never be never be perfect. Yeah. But he can purify us through those trials in life. And the refinement process, honestly, like it's painful in the moment that you're in it mm-hmm. and that you're walking through it. And you can't seem to see the outside of it. It's like we know that it gets better, but it's like when? And how do we see it? Well, we don't. We just know that God is good and faithful and that he will pull us through every season of life. But once you walk through it, I know for me, I'm speaking from personal experience with the things that I've gone through, and it seemed like some seasons lasted longer than others, but when I was on the other side of things, I was like, whew, it had to happen. Like, if that wouldn't have happened in my life, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at right now. If that wouldn't have happened, God knows, like, I may not even be living for Him right now. There were certain things that happened in my life that really opened up my eyes. Yeah. Honestly, there was things that happened before that should have opened my eyes sooner, but they did it. Mm-hmm. I was still just living in sin, living in the world, and I wasn't ready. Like, mm-hmm. I just always said, like, oh, when I'm older, I'll, I'll turn to God. When I'm older, I'll do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm young. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. But 
that change because truly how I was living was wrong and it, the sin was causing so much one trauma in my life, but it was also just causing a lot of, I don't even know, like just mess. Yeah. A complete mess. And so, um, but now looking back on it, the refinement process, while it's painful in the moments and while it's happening, for me, I can personally say like it was worth every second of the pain and the tests and the trials that I went through because I look at where I am now and I'm like, thank you, God. Because yeah. had I not gone through that, had I not been in that place, one, I wouldn't be able to help other people because the Bible tells us like this is to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what we do with it that matters. Yeah. Well, it reminds me that we can't see what's on the other side, but God can. And so as God sees what's on the other side, we should be able to trust that the other side looks exactly like him when we are following him. Um, so one of the, the times where I felt like I was in the fire when I was in the crushing that I can remember, um, that was just a few years ago was when my grandma was passing away. And I remember thinking like, Lord, I feel like I'm in this just crushing period of my life. And T.D. Jakes came out with a book called The Crushing. It's a really a phenomenal book, honestly, about just like the process of what it takes to make new wine and the process that it takes to crush the grapes and ferment the grapes and all that kind of stuff. And and he, he talks in detail about what that looks like and parts of his life that have looked crushing. And um, it's just there's a lot of wisdom in it um, and a lot of knowledge and um Anyways, it was just a really good book. But one of the questions that he asked in that book that really like impacted me and made me think was what if the dark places in your life are essential to the cultivation of your full potential? And I was like, oh, wow. Like the dark places in my life are essential for the cultivation of what my full potential is? Like, that's a deep question. And I started to think, I am so terrified of the dark. Like, scared. And I may have talked about this before. Like, I've always been scared of the dark. I've always been terrified of the dark. Um, I would literally run at nighttime from one room to another because I thought something was behind me to the point where my mom finally had to say, like, Crystal, it's just your guardian angel. Like, it's okay. Um... And I mean, it's even to the point, like if Rocky has to go out of town, like I'm going to sleep with a lamp on, the TV's got to be on. Um, I just don't like it. And I feel like if, you know, there's too much darkness and some people are completely opposite. Like they love the dark. They want all the lights on or off, no TV. (laughs) They want everything black, like blackout curtains so they can't see anything. Um, And there was literally only one time I ever slept like that, which is kind of crazy thinking back on it. I was like 18. Um, my life was obviously not living correct. I think we had like aluminum full on our oh, wow. <laughs> So I mean like literally like that was the only time that I ever slept and was because I probably didn't want to wake up until after lunchtime. Mm-hmm. But um you know, I was in such a dark place in the time when my grandma was passing away and it felt like there was like no light shining through on my situation or what was happening. Um, and I was like just clueless and, um, I couldn't see, like, I felt like my eyes were just shut and I had no clue, like what's going to happen next. And ultimately I'm like, It doesn't look good, but I still have hope that Christ can heal and on here, on this side. And, you know, the healing, we've talked about that, looks sometimes like it's on the other side and that healing is complete in that way. But like, what is this next chapter? What is God cultivating in me? Um, 
And the light, when it's burning inside of us or lighting up our way, we can see it. We know it's there. We don't have to put our hand in like padding out, trying to figure out like where we're going. Um, but it's in these dark places that things happen and we can't see the light. Um, but God, uh, one day when I was sitting at the doctor's office, uh, while reading the book spoke to me so highly about the dark and the dark places in our life. And I don't like it because I can see just how I feel in the right now. Like I don't like it because happening what, like what's happening right now, I don't, I don't have control of what's going to happen next. And Susan and I both have talked about like we have issues with control. And so when you can't have control about what's going to happen next, you're like, Lord, like Mm -hmm. literally what is going to happen next? Like I can't see it. But just like I said, we can't see it, but he can. Um, But isn't that what faith is supposed to look like? You know, it tells us in scripture, like walking in faith is not by sight. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that's where we're called to. We're called to those dark places. We're called to where we're in fire, where we're being purified. So we can trust our creator. Mm -hmm. So we can know that the light that he shines is way brighter than any light that we can shine. Um, And, you know, it's something that I've always feared. The dark is something I've always feared. But I feel like God was truly saying, I don't give you a spirit of fear, but of sound mind in those instances. Um, and my His light inside of us, no matter how dark it seems, like no matter the fire around us, no matter what's consuming us, is always enough. And He gives us exactly what we need, mm-hmm. even when we feel like we're being refined and purified. He is truly making beauty out of ashes. Yeah. And that's both in both of our testimonies when we look back in the back in the past and we see that refinement in our lives and when um we know we know, like we've we both say that scripture he's truly making beauty from ashes. That's right. See, I'm I'm one of them people that have blackout curtains and the blackout <laughs> shade. No ma'am. And the blinds behind it. Like no, I ma'am. like it to be as dark as possible because in my thinking like if somebody happens to come in my room to hurt me or to take me or oh, whatever Lord. they're trying to do. Like, I don't want to see him. Like, yeah. I, I'm terrified of what I might see if the light's on. So I'm like the opposite. But I don't know. Anyways, but, I mean, <laughs> you're right. But then I think about it. I'm like, I like the dark there, but I don't like the dark when I'm in dark places, yeah. whether it be depression or dark seasons because things are not going well. I think one of the things I've really learned over the years for myself is just asking God in the midst of all that, like, God... What is the lesson I should be learning from this? Not like take this away or when is this going to be over? You know, we're so busy focused on what's to come and when it will get better and when he'll take us away from this that we forget to ask God, like what in this season, what in this trial of life, what in this refining process are you trying to teach me? What should I take away from this, God? And we have an opportunity to learn from the trials that we've been in. But we don't always learn from them because we're too busy trying to get rid of them and get out of it. And so for me, I've learned like not to ask why, not to ask when, but to say what. What are you trying to teach me through this? How are you going to use me through this? What do you want me to do with this pain? What do you want me to do with this hurt? What do you you just want me to do? Because right now I want to run. Right now I want to hide. I don't want to come out. Right now I just really truly want it to be over. And that's okay but what do I need to learn from this? And I think that that's so important for us to do. So it's, 
you know, through those seasons, as we learn and we grow, you know, we have the ability to grow from the things that we've gone through. And there's so many times in my own walk that I didn't learn. I didn't grow. Right. Which is why I continue to live in sin and I continue to make the wrong choices. And it's still like a choice every day. But truly for me, it was about finally saying, what am I, what am I supposed to learn? And so, um, you know, I, I, there's so many instances in my own life where I think about God, how he was refining me through it all and through those trials and through the heat. And I mean, I can name a ton of them, but I think, you know, the one I've shared the most recent um, would be just a season of lots of pain. Like yeah. it was like one thing after the other. And I feel like I've shared this before, but it was, you know, we lost the church home that we were close to. We lost a lot of friendships and family members. And then, I lost a job that I enjoyed and I had a good schedule because I decided to take a different job with a friend, which I would say never do, but I, I guess we kind of do that. So that's a little <laughs> bit different, but we don't work for each other, I guess. But you know what I mean? Like that turned out awful. I was stranded without a job at all. Then I had to go back to where I came from and that was even worse because it was just like I was then on their time, not my time. And yeah. anyways, it was just like a series of events that literally happened in the same season. Like it was just kick after kick. And so for me, I mean, that's been a few years now, but I was down. I was dark, but, you know, thankfully God provided me with people that came alongside of me, like a new season of life. And as I began to surrender, because that was something you had spoke about that night, surrendering at the cross. And as I began to surrender, one, depression, because it was so deep and dark. And I truly, I truly remember like surrendering over that night at the cross. And I remember like in that moment, weight was lifted. But leaving there and going throughout my weeks after that, I truly felt like the weight was still lifted. Yeah. And so I think that, or I know that surrender has such a huge importance to it. And so that's another thing is that, what are you teaching me? But also, God, I'm surrendering this over to you. You know, I want this to be taken away. But in the meantime, I'm going to learn. I'm going to work. And I'm going to use this. I think that's a tool that we can honestly give you guys through experience ourselves is that surrendering might look like you are losing control over something, but surrendering is truly giving the control over to the person who already has Mm -hmm. control in the first place. And I think surrendering is always such a good place to be because you're on your face and your knees Mm -hmm. while God's doing the rest. And that's where we've been called is to our knees to prayer um, so that God can do the rest. And I wanted to share with, it's two things off of actually, you can find this on the internet, but I didn't really understand what a limit prayer was until I was in a, where God was speaking to me one night and I literally turned to Psalms and was writing this limit prayer out. And it was basically just pouring out my heart to God. And so a limit, just in case you don't know, is a prayer searching for understanding and peace in the midst of suffering or disheartening circumstances. And a lot of the prophets um, in the Bible did this over time because it really helped them um, to lay out things to God. It was almost like a surrendering prayer. And I think surrender is a good thing. And Mm -hmm. then praying is another one of those things that we should have as a tool. But Lament is a prayer, a cry out to God that takes us from a place of pain to one of hope Mm -hmm. and praise. It provides the physical, emotional, and spiritual space to take off the mask that we wear daily and gives permission for our souls to freely express all that we are thinking Mm. and feeling. And that's online. But um, I wanted to say too is that 
you know, one of the things that I've had the hardest time with is actually going to God with what I'm truly thinking and feeling, Mm -hmm. especially in the times of fire, because I feel like I'm going to disappoint God. I feel like I'm going to make him upset with me. I feel like that he's going to be angry with me because I'm not trusting and I'm not hoping and I'm not believing more. But truthfully, God already knows our hearts and he wants us to lay it out there to him because laying it out there to him in a lament prayer is another way that we are to surrender as the tool that we just said. Mm -hmm. But it's a way for us to praise and rejoice on the other side of it. Because at that point, we're saying, God, I'm not in control. You're in control and I'm laying this out there to give it to you and now as I give it to you I'm able to lift my hands in full surrender with my hands open wide to start to praise and rejoice in you yeah I mean like thinking about it like who really wants to praise and rejoice in the middle of a fire like I didn't yeah I truly did it but you know I think it's a matter of making a choice daily and it's so important that we say God I don't know what tomorrow holds But I choose joy. Yeah. I choose to praise you. I choose choose to worship you. I choose to live a life for you. I don't know if I'll have breath in my lungs tomorrow. I don't know if my children will be okay tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds tomorrow. We hear that all the time. And so it's like, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow and that's you. So I'm trusting you. And even if it's not what I hoped for or what I prayed for, you're still good. Yeah. You're still faithful. You still complete all your promises at the end of the day. And so I think it's just a matter of choosing like, God, I'm going to choose to surrender. I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to worship and praise and read my Bible in the midst of whatever I'm in right now in this, this unknown season, season of unknowns. It's a choice. It's a mindset. Mm -hmm. And so we have a choice to make in everything. But when you choose to surrender, when you choose to praise through it, truly it does some wild stuff like god god's amazing like you see because of your faithfulness he honors that your obedience and your faithfulness to him and i've seen it in my own life when i choose to surrender over when i choose to live for him and worship him even in the midst of storms it's powerful and i can't do it without crying because truly i think it's in those moments when your obedience that it's like he truly can speak to you through that season of life and that's when you i think when you come out of it you're like wow god like I see how big you showed up in the midst of that. And truly, I just had so much gratitude in my own heart that I chose to walk in obedience. But it all boils down to it is a choice. He gives us a free choice. But what are you going to do with that? Well, I love the fact that in these situations, we really can trust in that He's making all things new. Yep. He makes all things new. So no matter what, if you're suffering or if you're disheartened or you're going through a situation that you just don't understand, He makes all things new. And I love the scripture about His mercies are new every morning. Every morning that we rise, despite where we are, despite where we've been, despite anything else, His mercies are new every morning. And they're always overflowing Mm -hmm. if we take time to look at it. But as you said too, is when we pray and we let out those prayers of what we're truly feeling, I feel like there's something in there where God's able to come in and do what he really Mm -hmm. needs to do to make that new wine. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's part of the refining process Mm -hmm. is writing those things down, is actually saying those things. Because God already knows them, but there's a part of um, just 
actually going to him with those things versus holding those things in because you feel shame or you feel guilty. Yeah. I call them heart cry prayers because, and I even have that on this, um, note card that's on my prayer board and it just says like heart cry prayers and under it I you know I write out the prayers for the people or the things that are just like really deep on my heart like those things that are just I don't want to say worse than the other but you know those like those desires like the things you're passionate about those heart cries that you call out to God and I mean it's just amazing what he can do with it if we'll let him and I, I mean I'm thankful I mean and I still struggle daily it's not easy and there's still days that I don't surrender over and there's days that I don't choose to praise and worship through the storms of life. And, you know, some days it depends on your situation. But honestly, when things are at their absolute worst and you feel like things couldn't possibly get worse or like those really painful moments, like you talked about your grandma and how hard that was, like it's in those moments and those trials that we really should be leaning in even harder to make the choice to just praise him through it. And it's beyond us. Like we don't have the strength to do it our on our own. Yeah. And that's why when we cry out to God, he helps us. He's our help and he pulls us through that. Well, just remember biggest thing when we're at our worst, God is always at his best. That's right. And so he is always there to find that hope, um, and that strength, the courage to get through. Um, and most definitely, um, he is there to love you. That's right. So ask God for endurance through it. Yeah. Ask him, say, God, I just, I need you to help me endure this because mm-hmm. I can't do it on my own because we can't. So just think about it, reflect on it, and truly yeah. just allow God to work in those moments of weakness and darkness and just know you're not alone. Yeah. And um, that we are here anytime. Feel free to reach out by email or yeah. social media. I was about to say, if you need prayer yeah. and you're in that situation right now and you've lost hope or you just need somebody to come alongside of you, um, that's what we're here for. That's right. So we hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye.